in the judgment. Two people in the Bible have not died. Moses died. Enoch did not die. He's still alive right now. Elijah's still alive right now. The root word of Enoch, the man that was so dedicated, what was he dedicated? Watch that he was dedicated to prayer. That's good. And God said, you know what? That's the root word of Hanukkah. Dedication. This is where you get Enoch from. That is the root word. So you you got, if you had your Hebrew Bible, you would see Hanukkah throughout the Bible. You would read it. They, they, they dedicated the altar. They Hanukkah yes. the altar. They dedicated, watch this, their children. They Hanukkah their children. Yes. The word is Hanukkah. Not a seed, not something. What we've been taught. Y'all okay? Yes. All right, I feel like I just need to make sure. I don't want to leave nobody behind. <sighs> Man of God, do me a favor. I want to talk to some Jewish people. Can you go to Romans? Let's go to the Word. Put the King James up and the Amplified. Because sometimes you have just King James only people. I started out that way. I started out Just King James. Okay. Now, I only read the King James. You only read that translation. Okay. Y'all know it's a translation. Right? Yes, sir. That was commissioned by King James mm -hmm. to write. And in translation, things get what? Okay. So that and it's all right, but you need I want to help you. So we don't get off the wrong foot of what's happening tonight, of what this is all about. And should should I be acknowledging this? Is it biblical? Because yes. I only want to do what's biblical. That's right. If it ain't biblical, I don't want to do it. Amen. Okay. See, they don't want to make up stuff and Pharisaic stuff. Watch this. Go to Romans. Go to Romans 2, 26. This is Romans 29. Chapter 2, beginning at verse 26. Listen carefully. So if a man who is uncircumcised keeps the requirements of the law, will not his uncircumcision be credited to him as equivalent to circumcision? Yes. Verse 27. Then those who are physically uncircumcised but keep the law will condemn you who, although... You have the code in writing and have circumcision break the law. Verse 28. Mm -hmm. For he is not a real Jew who is only one outwardly and publicly. Nor is true circumcision something external and physical. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly and true circumcision is of the heart, a spiritual and not a literal matter. Wow. His praise is not from men, but from God. So a true Jew is what? According to scripture. One whose heart is circumcised. 
and right towards God. So that's what a true Jew is. You see how we get things mixed up of what a Jew is and what should be, we should be doing. That's the Jewish people. All seven of the feasts, not one time is it written in Leviticus that these are the Jewish people's feasts. It says that these are the feasts of the Lord. So if people don't understand it, let them take it up with the word. That's Jewish thing. It's this, but you have been engrafted. Maybe we don't know how we got in. Can I? Can this gonna help you be a good witness? Yes. See, Hanukkah is about the revealing of the Christ. See, we got a, He was revealing Himself as Father, the Messiah, the Son. There's four things that He was claiming on that pallet on on on, on Solomon's porch, and I'm gonna show y'all. Because this is all about the revealing. Amen. So maybe we don't know before we say we saved. I want to know how I got saved. That's good right there. How did I get in? Okay. Go to Romans 11. Amen. Let me see here. How did I get in? I'm in something, but how did I get in? Romans 11. Let me see here, man of God. Uh. You know what? Can you do me something real? Can you do something for me real, real quick? Can you read it fast for me? Start at verse one. Y'all remember how last night, how we went through the whole chapter, so we could see the whole picture of why he was at the feast of dedication, because he was revealing himself. But it's it's so much more. So can we read this? This is Romans chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. I ask then, has God totally rejected and disowned his people? Of course not. Why, I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, a member of the tribe of Benjamin. No, God has not rejected and disowned his people, whose destiny he had marked out and appointed and foreknown from the beginning. <laughs> Do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah, how he pleads with God against Israel? Lord, they have killed your prophets. They have demolished your altars, and I alone am left, and they seek my life. But what is God's reply to him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. So too, at the present time, there is a remnant, a small believing minority, selected, chosen by grace, by God's unmerited favor and graciousness. But if it is by grace, his unmerited favor and graciousness, it is no longer conditioned on works or anything men have done. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. It would be meaningless. What then shall we conclude? Israel failed to obtain what it sought. It's Paul talking about. Go ahead. God's favor by obedience to the law. Only the elect, those chosen few, obtained it, while the rest of them became callously indifferent, blinded, hardened, and made insensible to it. 
As it is written, God gave them a spirit, an attitude of stupor, eyes that should not see, and ears that should not hear, that has continued down to this very day. So, so, so you got, I'm, I'm trying to teach you how you got in, how you got into the kingdom, okay? And he's saying right here at this moment, I love them, Hebrew being one who crossed over, right? And that's right, heart is right with God and man. So he's saying that, wait a minute. Now, I, I'm there's somebody, this is a wild olive branch that's hanging out here. That, that's, that's Gentile. They don't have no way to me. But I'm going to have to blind them for a little while so you can see that I'm the Messiah. That's good. Okay, okay. Because he, he got that all men. All men, he That's said. Right. The witch doctor too. That's the hobbitist right. too. The witch. Yes, he want all of them saved. Come on. Yes. Okay? Go ahead, man of God. At verse 9. And David says, Let their table, their feasting, their banqueting, become a snare and a trap, a pitfall, and a just retribution, rebounding like a boomerang upon them. Let their eyes be darkened, dimmed so that they cannot see and make them bend their back stooping beneath their burden forever verse 11 so I ask have they stumbled so as to fall to their utter spiritual ruin irretrievably by no means but through their false step and transgression salvation has come to the Gentiles that's us okay. yes. all of that had to happen so you could get in Gentile simply means one without covenant. That's who you were. Continue. So as hold, on, hold on, because if, if we don't get this down, we won't understand Hanukkah, dedicate. You won't understand. Let's go. So as to arouse Israel to see and feel what they forfeited, and so to make them jealous. You know, the thing that we take for granted, our salvation, Y'all understand this? Yeah. Let's go. Now, if their stumbling, their lapse, their transgression has so enriched the world at large, mm. and if Israel's failure means such riches for the Gentiles, think what an enrichment and greater advantage will follow their full reinstatement. Wow. Do y'all understand that? This is a teaching that's called replacement theology. Saying that God is done away with the Jewish people. Now it's just, it's just church. It's just, it's just us. He's done away with them. That's called replacement theology. Can't, can't be. There has to be, watch this, has to be the whisperings of the Antichrist. Go ahead. Verse 13. But now I am speaking to you who are Gentiles. Listen. Inasmuch then as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I lay great stress on my ministry and magnify my office in the hope of making my fellow Jews jealous in order to stir them up to imitate, copy, and appropriate, and thus managing to save some of them. For if their rejection and exclusion from the benefits of salvation were overruled, for the reconciliation of a world to God, 
What will their acceptance and admission mean? It will be nothing short of life from the dead. Verse 16. Now if the first handful of dough offered as the first fruits, Abraham and the patriarchs, is consecrated, holy, so is the whole mass, the nation of Israel. And if the root of Abraham is consecrated, holy, so are the branches. But if some of the branches were broken off, while you, a wild olive shoot, were grafted in among them to share the richness of the root and sap of the olive tree. Glory to God. Verse 18. Do not boast over the branches and pride yourself at their expense. If you do boast and feel superior, remember it is not you that support the root but the root that supports you. So hold on. See, see, we forget this. So what you see now going on in Israel is this anti-Semitism against Israel. Guess who is against Israel? Watch this. The church. A lot of the churches. A lot of the churches. This is what he's talking about. Don't boast, don't brag. God hadn't forget, forgotten them. He didn't forget you. But I had to cut them off to engraft you in to the covenant. You need to know how you got in, how you, how you got saved. Go ahead, man of God. Verse 19. You will say that branches were broken, pruned off, so that I may be grafted in. That is true. But they were broken, pruned off, because of their unbelief, their lack of real faith. And you are established through faith because you do believe. So do not become proud and conceited, but rather stand in awe and be reverently afraid. For if God did not spare the natural branches because of unbelief, neither will he spare you. If you are guilty of the same offense. Can you hear that? You see how detrimental unbelief is? And see, while they were at Hanukkah, this is what the whole thing was about. It's their unbelief. Him saying who he was. Hanukkah is not about no drill. It's not even about no oil. It's about a war. That was one that you could be here today. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get into it. My time is limited tonight, but we're going to get into it. Go ahead, man of God. Then note and appreciate the gracious kindness and the severity of God. Severity toward those who have fallen, but God's gracious kindness to you provided you continue in his grace and abide in his kindness. Otherwise, you too will be cut off, pruned away. Verse 23. Even those others, the fallen branches, the Jews, if they do not persist in clinging to their unbelief, will be grafted in. For God has the power to graft them in again. For if you have been cut 
for what is by nature a wild olive tree and against nature grafted into a cultivated olive tree. That's us. How much easier will it be to graft okay. these natural branches natural. back on the original parent stock of their own olive tree? Verse 25. Lest you be self-opinionated, wise in your own conceits. I do not want you to miss this hidden truth and mystery, brethren. A hardening insensibility has temporarily befallen a part of Israel to last until the full number of the ingathering of the Gentiles has come in. That's us. This is why it's so important to understand the season that we are in. This is the end gathering. Because once I open up Hanukkah to you, and you're going to see the Antichrist, you're going to see what's going on. Last year in Hanukkah, I told you, Israel was not at war. This year, they're at war. And I told you, God requires that which is past. That which is, has already been. And what is going to be, has already been, or will be again, he said. So what's happening in between Malachi and Matthew, the intertestamental period of 400 years, this was prophecy being fulfilled. Yes. And they were at war. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They're at war right now. Last year they won't, but this year they are. See, this is important to understand. Hanukkah is one of the most prophetic foreshadowings of the end time. My God. Once I break it down to you. And uh, I'm trying not to open up anything that I can't finish tonight because of time. But uh, we're going to get there. So you need to know how you got in. It won't make any sense of why when you read John 10, 22. Go ahead, man of God. It won't make sense to you why he was there. Amen? Once you understand all of what is happening, what he was proclaiming to be in front of the non-believers, the unbelievers. Not everyone believed him. And he kept telling you, this is what I love about the book of John, because in the book of John, you're going to see him just telling you over and over who I am. And that's what he was doing there. Telling you who I am. It was twofold, y'all. So he was there at the feast. Where we at, man of God? There we go. Go ahead, man of God, amplify. John chapter 10 at verse 22. After this, the feast of dedication of the reconsecration of the temple was taking place at Jerusalem. It was winter. Why? Is it significant that the Bible recorded that it was the Feast of Dedication? You see, because what happens was when, when the Maccabees, when in between those 400 years, and they were under the Greek rule, they could not participate in their feast. Go ahead. They weren't allowed because of the Hellenization. 
They were not allowed. I'm going to teach you about that. And it's still going on today. The Greek influence is still in your world today. All of your municipalities, all your courthouses, everything has the Greek structure. Because it's all influenced by the same Antiochus Epiphanes. It's still influenced by the Greek influence, your society. Go ahead. Pillars and all that stuff is all influenced by that. Y'all okay? Yes. So, so what happened was, uh, why it was happening at that time, because they actually, it blended in with Shakot. Eight days, it blended in. They would take, they, they missed time, so they would make, try to make up for it. It's important to understand these things. So you'll know why and what he was doing there. All of the feasts are about him. They are him. That's why he said, these are my feasts. God said, these are my feasts. And then I'm going to show you, send you my word. <laughs> okay, y'all ready? Oh. Woo! This is important to know. And what they could not see and what the world could and still can't see it, that is Jesus. They don't have the revelation of Jesus. They don't see him. And he's standing right there in front of me, just like Thomas. Touch me, handle me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still could walk the walk with them. Still could not see who he was. Same thing happening today. And I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal unveil some stuff to y'all about the Antichrist, the spirit that's already been working in every church. always, Satan way first is to always get you uh, he introduced himself really nicely. Okay. Just a little thing. Go ahead. Just a little just a little yielding. And then eventually you find yourself full-fledged. Yeah? Okay. Just one little thought. That thought is attached to other thoughts. That thought's attached to imagery. We know that imagery is a reality. It's real. Everything that you see here, the clothes that you're wearing, the shoes, the building, everything came out of someone's imagination. Something that you didn't think was real, but yet it was. Go ahead. Y'all get that? The car you're driving, that came out of somebody's thoughts. It existed before it existed. So he said he got things fenced in, hidden for you. Amen. You just don't know how to tap into what's already there for you. You ain't got to worry about nobody else. You got your own. He you got your own stuff. Amen. But you don't know how to get to it. Amen. All right. Hello. My goodness. Okay. So what we're going to do. Ooh. My time is up. I don't get no... I don't get no grace because of that. Y'all don't give me no grace. Oh my God, I wanted to. Oh. <laughs> What's today? Is today what? It's Saturday? We sure do. And I'm going to unleash it because I'm going to make up some time. I'm going to make up some time. But I'm just introducing. I'm just introducing you right now. I'm trying to get you to get acclimated in the thought process of why it's important to have him revealed. 
not know of. But there's a revealing of the Christ that can only come, watch this, by his spirit. Can only come by his spirit. You can read this chapter all you want, but it's not interpreted by flesh. It can't. Only by the spirit of God that is revealed. Flesh and blood, he told Peter, has not shown me this. He said, but the Father, where? Revealed spiritually. Spirit to spirit. That's how God talks to us. He don't talk to your flesh. That's why you can't deal with Jesus or God with your feelings. He don't talk to He don't talk that. Gideon, the man of valor. He won't. So he's talking to him like he's talking to himself. That was good right there. Abraham, what do you see? Uh, and, and as far as you can see, is yours. I'm not talking to you. See, you just seeing over air. He can only see over the event horizon. That's it. But it's more. How far can you see? See? It, woo! See, in these things, you can read this word by the flesh, by the carnality, but the Spirit of God unveils the truth of what you read. And if I read it again, he'll unveil another truth of what he said. Yeah. Like, Ooh, on that last one. And then if I read it again, it'll unveil even more based on what I already knew. The depths of God. It's endless. 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 Oh, his love works just like that. Oh, it was painful. Oh, 
Oh, y'all can, y'all, y'all, some of y'all would have just fell out and died right there. It was painful. But watch this, watch this. I know she loved me. I know she loved me. What did I quote? What did I quote? Look to the word. I looked to what was hanging on the wall. She so did. She so did. And stood in it. Stood right in it. And I grew. Oh, Jesus! I grew from that moment. Say I'm in the kingdom. I'm in the kingdom. See, the kingdom don't work like you think it works. It's the opposite. Bless them that despitefully, knowingly use you. If your enemy is cold, give him your cold. It don't work that way. It don't work with your feelings. It works the opposite. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Wait a minute. You, get, you didn't get it. He said forgive them. Because they don't know what they're doing. But if I'm... Oh my God, y'all better understand something. He's trying to reveal himself to us tonight in this in this in this feast called Hanukkah. He was trying to reveal to them in the book of John his deity. Is what he was trying to prove to them. Show him I am God. That's what he said. That's what he was trying to show, but they would not believe. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know that. God is great. I just want us to get what he is saying. He's speaking. Jesus. Hallelujah. It's been a job. Okay. How do you know when the enemy comes to sift you? How do you know when he comes to sift you? Because he is. Always trying to do it. Watch this, watch this. How close and intimate was Peter with his shepherd? Go ahead. How close did he want to be with his shepherd? Go ahead. See, 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 and this is what, how he said, but Peter, what you doing? I've already prayed for you. Foresight. I know because I'm going to build my church upon your revelation. So he seeks to say. He see, that's what he does. He was close. He was the close. Peter laying on his bosom. Peter, Peter saying, I'm with you. I'll never do. Next verse, he, he ain't go. You ain't got to go. Then he denied him. Good God. But what did his love do? Watch this. He hadn't written first and second Peter at that moment. Jesus! He hadn't written first and second Peter in time. Yet it was. And God said, I require that which is past. Because if you wrote it, you already wrote it. Jesus! See, this is what we got to get. We don't understand. Mm, oh my God, I'm trying to get us oh to see something. Oh he came to himself, even death. He came. Them, he crucified he, me upside down. down. I'm not even worthy, worthy to die like And he held the faith 
to the end. But his love, he denied him everything, but it drew him closer. And the closer he got to him, the more revelation that he got. First and second Peter. Do y'all understand when you read first and second Peter? You're gonna hear, oh, he got yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Good God Almighty. Oh. Holy Spirit, I'm telling you. Oh. If you get mad at me, you didn't sit there. That's good. That's good. That's good. If you feel some kind of funny way, you didn't sit there. I'm going to be like Christ. I'm going to be like Christ. I'm going to always be the pastor of love. No matter what, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look the enemy right in his face and say, "I love you." I don't care. See, you man, he can't mess with you then. Build his rock on the revelation heard from God. Build his church on that revelation. Denying him, cussing Peter, all of that. See. You gotta understand. Then he said, when he said, when you found out that I prayed for you, he said, after that, go now and strengthen your brother. Because you know how it's done. Glory to God. Woo! 
that's all right. That's all Just right. take a moment. Just take a moment. Just go inward. Bless you, For his grace that we got here. We were the wild olive branch. No way to God. But he loved so much, he blinded the people that he chose to come in. So you could be here. What a sacrifice. What manner of love is this? We don't end the service because this service is going to continue. It's the eighth day. That's what we all believe in. The eighth day. They made a covenant with the youth on the eighth day. They were circumcised on the eighth day. The altar was reconstituted on the eighth. Fullness, they was the fullness. Plumpness is the eighth day. Plentiness is the eighth day. Mm. That's what we're going to enter in for eternity, the eighth day. Shabbat Shalom. Service tomorrow is at what time? Great of a time, right? Yeah, we don't come back tomorrow night. No, it's all going to be done tomorrow. Jesus says you can give me 15 extra minutes. I'm prophesying now. I'm prophesying. Prophesying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn! Who's on me? I'm a man. I'm a man.